Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, this is the Spirit Doctor, Kelly Sparta And you are listening to Spirit Sherpa The show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo With me this week is Woody, and he is interviewing for the co-host spot uh, that Joey used to occupy. My assistant is used to sending out a request for bios and headshots from all my guests, and I didn't tell her that you were interviewing for the co-host spot, and so she did that. Um, and uh, and I was sitting here going, well, what are we going to talk about? Because I know I want to talk about the lightworker stuff. And this is one of those, you know, what are we doing to, to become lightworker episodes? And I was like, I don't know. And then you sent back your bio and your, your information and it included a link to your website. And I went, Oh, I know exactly what I want to do for this episode. So thank you for providing me for my, with my content for this week. <laughs> no problem. It's funny. I actually saw last night, I think it was last night. A, uh, so like anytime somebody visits, visits the site, I get a, ping like telling this is a good thing to know for people in general just because you know i got a ping that somebody was uh, visiting my site from um somewhere in virginia and i was like okay so that must have been kelly so you know stuff like that i, I saw that and i uh, i assumed it was you but um yeah yeah so i i've asked woody and he was very kind to say yes if i could do a review of his website and to give him feedback on his offerings and things like that and hopefully the idea here is that if you are out there listening and you're thinking about becoming a light worker and you're at the stage where you're like okay i'm ready to do something i've got to figure out what that something is and put it out there and put it on a website and what am i going to do right so uh, we're going to have a conversation about that today. And that's, that's how this is going to work today. So the website that we are going to is 
www.holofractalchurchlabs.com. I know it's kind of a mouthful. You said it's Church Labs, but when you look at the logo, it's it's C-H-V-R-C-H. So I honestly would have typed it in as a V if I were looking for it on the web. Is that just stupid? I just like the way it looks. But is it just is it just like does it just create confusion? It creates confusion. Yeah. See, this is this is rule number one for every new entrepreneur ever: is don't be cute and don't be don't be funny and don't be you know it's it don't make things uh, weird because weird means that nobody finds you, right? And so that's that's the challenge, right? And um, it makes sense. It's uh, yeah. No puns, no play on words, no, you know, on any of that because, and everybody wants to do it. Everybody does. Uh, I've done it. You know, we've all done it, but it. I have like 20 things in my head. I have to go back and change like right now as soon as we're done. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, you just want to take some notes. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So, uh, but tell me, tell me what the what it is that you do, because I have to tell you, and this is, this is rule number one of your website. You have mm-hmm. to tell people what you do in the very top header of the website, but it's, it's called above the fold because it's from newspapers where, you know, they used to, to fold the newspaper. And if it was above the fold, it would get read, but it's above the scroll is really what we're looking at. Right. We're still in the probably, uh, very beginning of the last third of the work that it's taken to just get the site up and running like essentially. But so a lot of stuff is missing or not fully organized, but the primary service that I offer is uh, biofield tuning, or I should say bioacoustic acupuncture is my iteration of it. It, it. it involves a few different concepts and some other tools that are, are not used in biofield tuning, but uh, they do have a lot in common in, in many ways in the, in the healing the way that that, that that practice heals by activating the inner intelligence of the body and giving people's neurology an opportunity to just kind of rest in the, uh, the tones that are emitted. The, the tones that are emitted by the forks are actually more coherent than that of your neurology. And so what happens is something that I believe you're familiar with called entrainment. You're, you're doing it with your nervous system instead of your brain waves in this case. So, Sound penetrates everything. It's not just that we have these ears that were made to like suck in sound or something like that. Like sound penetrates all of your all of your skin, your you know your cells. It it has effect on everything. In fact, the uh, you know the Bhagavad Gita states that the um, in the beginning was the primordial Om, which was like the Vedic uh, version of the Big Bang. So you know it's pretty intense stuff, and it, it they do say that. Frequency is the, the the force of the universe. Like it, it drives everything, and I believe that might have some you know merit to it. So biofield tuning, when you're emitting these tones and, and the sets that I use, they're all um, precisely calibrated to like these very ancient and sacred um, uh, scales of um, you know they're ancient divine scales and. The ancients believed, uh, sometimes the Greeks used them as well as the ancient Tibetans used them in, in detail. They use them there. And they believe that certain tones, because of their, their more ordered and, um, stable nature, they, they actually entrain 
the energy emitted from things less coherent and less, um, um, you know, less stable. There's a lot, a lot of that gets actually like brought into the tuning fork and kind of mixed around and, and sent back. So it's like you're in training the nervous system of somebody's out of tune body. So we can literally become out of tune ourselves. Um, I'm a, I'm a proponent of the electric universe theory as well as the electric, um, biology. And electric biology states that charge is essentially the animating force of, of matter. It's what gives living beings the ability to move. It's, you know, it's everything in us aside from water, which is, I believe, one of the best conductors of electricity. Um, it's just interesting that, you know, we run on electricity and we have all this water in us. So we really got to be treating the water we're drinking well, too, because that's a major factor in our, in our health. Yeah. And what I can tell is that you have a freak ton of knowledge, right? And and you're just like wandering from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, as you're talking about what it is that you do. And you're, you're losing people in the process. Okay. So uh, this is, the, I, I, I feel you. I have a freak ton of knowledge too. There's a reason I run a fucking podcast, right? So, so I can tell all my freak ton of knowledge, right? I think I but, need to do some telling. Well, here's the thing is that when you start to talk about what you do, you need to stop talking about how it works and start talking about the benefit to the client, right? So I do bio tuning and I combine it with acupuncture. And the benefit of putting those two things together is that you get to use sound to magnetize the energies and to bring everything into alignment using an entrainment process. And in addition, you're activating all the meridians in the, in the energy system that are available through Chinese medicine as well. And this is using two ancient techniques and blending them together from different cultures to create a magnetized effect that impacts you at a much deeper and more profound level. That, right? And and I'm just like, I'm riffing here, right? Right. That perfectly explains it. Right. And that's what you need to do. You need to be able to bring what you have, what you have to offer into something that is so clear and so perfect that the person on the other end knows clearly, yes or no, is this for me? Right. So what you're dealing with is the people who are your clients are people who, one, believe in energy medicine, two, believe in sound medicine, three, feel like they need healing on some level. Right. Those are your peeps. Right. So you need to speak to those needs and those beliefs. Okay. Now, do you know who your market is demographically? I had an idea in the beginning and then that concept just kind of faded away as I got into the work. So I would say no, I do not. Okay. So I'm going to define it for you because it's true for everybody in this field. Okay. This market is 76% cisgender, heterosexual, white women. 76%. That is the market for the spiritual work. And so that's why every picture you see is a white woman. All the practitioners I, are women. I, have, I, have I know. That. Yeah, I know I get a lot of people who are not white women and who are not cisgender and who are not hetero in my programs. I do that. I I get that because I'm very open about the fact that I love everybody, right? But that is the market. Okay. So that's the average person who's out there looking for you is that person. And they're generally 35 to 55 years old. 
Now that number is trending a little lower these days. We're seeing people coming in, we're seeing women coming in in their 20s, high 20s around their Saturn return, right? But you have to keep in mind that that the people who are coming in are typically, uh, when they're first walking in the door, they don't have children. Or their children are old enough that they're on their own, that they're, um, you know, they're like 10, 12, right? They, they don't need a lot of attention at that point, right? Because in the in-between time, the women are busy, right? So uh, men tend to come into this work when they have a crisis. So a uh, loss of a job, a divorce, a death of a parent, a birth of a child, you know, the uh, empty nester, you know, some major life transition, a, a massive car accident, uh, you know, something like that. Major life, tra- major life thing that causes them to look up and go, wait, something's going on here. Let me pay attention. That's when they tune in. Otherwise, they tend to be nose to the grindstone and keep moving forward and don't think about it because we, we train men in our culture not to pay attention to their feelings. And so they don't, right? Until their feelings take over, right? So with that said, let me talk to you about the design of your website. I need to change that based on the demographics alone, don't I? Absolutely. Yes. This is a very teenage guy's website. Okay. The, the, the cartoon, it says teenage guy, the black gray background and the white text makes it next to impossible to read. It, white uh, a white script on a dark background is is proven to be harder to read. You've also chosen all caps, which I I told my husband when I first looked at your website. I'm like, I feel like I'm watching the beginning of Star Wars. <laughs> at least it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's also like very high language, right? So the alchemical texts of antiquity contain within them exponentially more, right? It's high language. It's, it's, and so it, it had that feel to it of that. And I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm just telling you what my first impression was, right? So first thing is never write in all caps. It's yelling on the internet. Um, and two, it's hard to read. The, so, you know, you want to, completely change the look of your website because of the demographic. Start over. I love the Buddha with the little purple and green and blue in the background. I think that's, that's beautiful. Um, my only question is, are you working with Buddhic concepts? Um, somewhat. I definitely know the uh, fundamentals of Buddhism. I don't work with it as a practice regularly myself outside of generic meditation, nothing specific to Buddhism. Okay. So the, the one thing you have to be careful of with a spiritual site is yeah. that the other characteristic of the, uh, the cisgender white hetero woman is that they can sometimes be very sensitive to cultural appropriation. So you want to be very careful if you're utilizing the, the teachings, if you are, if you're putting the teachings in your practice, then fine. If you are not, then you should not use the imagery. Okay. And so, um, the, so as I look here, the other piece I want to make you aware of is I see you've got a spinning, uh, universe in the background here. Um, I want to make you aware. Do you have, are you using, um, uh, royalty free images? Uh, they, were available to me through my domain hoster for free. So I am assuming that that's the case. 
Yeah. So you want to be very careful with your images to not use images that are not royalty free because Getty Images owns almost everything that's not royalty free and they will sue you at a rate of ridiculousness. They charge like, so you could buy the image for like a buck and they'll demand like $2,000 if you use it without permission. So, and they win every time and they prosecute every time. So if they catch you, you're toast. So be very careful about that. Okay. Um, and so the, the thing that I would say here is this, the feel of this right now is I, th- I think what you're leaning into, because I, I read everything you wrote and it's all valid, right? It's all good metaphysics. You know, I was like, okay, it's, it's, but it's dense metaphysics, right? So you're, when you go into dense, you'll notice that when I started this podcast, I started with very basic concepts and the very basic concepts are what people come into. And inevitably people say, Oh, I found your podcast because I searched for astral projection or death doula or, you know, whatever. And I have one topic that I talk about one thing because that way I show up on the search engines. Because I knew I wanted people to be at a certain stage to do the work with me, I started them at the very beginning and I spent the entire time of the podcast educating them to the point where they're ready to come into the program, right? So you want to think about who are your people just before you want to start working with them, right? Because that's where you find them, right? So you either find them or like I've done with the podcast, you cultivate them. I did the same thing with my book, right? The book is designed to do the same thing that the podcast is doing, right? So you want to think about that as you're going through your processes. Who is my person just before they're ready to work with me? And then you want to grab them there and help them to the point where they're ready for you. Okay? That makes makes a lot of sense. I I mean, everything... Some of it hurt a little bit, but everything you said is totally valid. I immediately saw what you're talking about. I, th- I think sometimes it just takes an outside set of eyes to put something on something like that. So, um, you know, it's, it, you can get lost for the, uh, what is it? You can miss the forest for the trees or something like that. Well, and I've built a lot of websites that I look back on and go, oh, well, what, what did I do? You know, <laughs> we've all done it, right? Because we get in love with this idea, right? So what I'm going to say to you is don't fall in love with any idea, okay? I want you to, to do a, a survey of other people selling similar things to you and see what their websites look like. Some of them are going to be terrible, and some of them you'll be like, oh, and, and you'll start to recognize when you start researching other people's sites, what you're going to discover is that there are people who are doing things sort of haphazard. They're sort of putting it together as they go and, and it shows on their website, right? And then you're going to have people who have thought it through and have a plan and they look professional. And the difference between those two is the difference between making money and not making money. I had something in me telling me to, uh, you know, get rid of the video. I didn't have all the same sentiments as you. I do now that I understand them. Um, but, uh, it was, it was kind of eating at me. Like, should I take, should I get rid of this? Should I keep it? Should I redesign it? You know, whatever, but I'm definitely redesigning it now. Okay. So let me talk to you a little bit about your business model. Okay. You are doing session work and you're doing product sales that you make the product, 
right? So what that means is that you are going to be limited by how much time you have. Your income will be limited by your time. Okay. So I want you to do the math. Say, how many hours realistically do I want to work a week? How much money do I need to make? How much do am I, am I charging an hour for my services? Will I ever, working the number of hours that I want to work and charging the amount that I'm charging, make as much as I need to make? Okay. So we'll do the math together. How much are you charging for a session right now? Yeah, it varies, but up to 130. Okay. Why does it vary? What's, what's the variable? So I've weighted and unweighted tuning forks as well as some other tools that I use. So for the most basic session, I only use the weighted tuning fork. For the intermediate so session. Again, for the most basic session, you what? For the most basic session, I only use the weighted tuning forks applied on the body. Um, for the next level up, the intermediate session, I use the weighted tuning forks applied to the body to ground the, the participant. And then I... Um, I apply a solfeggio scale set of tuning forks around the body to tune the neural uh, nervous system and the um, uh, emotions. Is there ever a time when you would not say that the ideal treatment is the full treatment? Okay, so then don't offer anything less. It's expensive. 130 bucks. That's the intermediate treatment. Oh, no. Sorry, you're right. You're right. I guess, I guess it's not that much. I pay I pay 120 bucks for a massage, right? How long is the session? Session is about 90 minutes max. 90 minutes. So, yeah, so that's not expensive. Okay. So 130 divided by 90 minutes times 60 minutes is you're basically charging 87 bucks an hour. Okay, which is equivalent to a massage therapist. Okay? And this is the sort of thing that you are competing against. Because people go for relaxation, right? They want, they want, so, so there are three stages in spirituality. There's the doobie stage where I want you to do it to me, make me feel better. I don't want to do anything. And then there's the teach me how to do it, help me do it. And then the, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to figure it, figure it out. Right. And so you're in the doomy phase. And so you have to recognize that, that there are two things that happen in the doomy phase. One is that they, they generally are not, and, and this is not true for everyone, but this is going to be your primary client. You'll, you'll have people who are further along in the process who see the wisdom of the advanced level work and all that. But your average client is not going to be that person. Just, just statistically speaking, there's a lot of people who are still just barely waking up. And so statistically speaking, you'll get a lot more people in the doomy stage. And, and they're coming in going, oh, my life is hard. Just fix it. Right. And so that's well, it, no, I'm not making judgment. Okay. Let's be clear. Let's I, not I wasn't judge. either. Right. I wasn't but either. it's not about giving their power away. It's about saying, you know, I'm hiring you for a service and I just want you to make me feel better. That's the service that I'm asking for. Okay. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure you give them the best feel-good session you can give them while making sure that you're doing the work that you're being paid to do, right? So, you know, you're going to do the deep level energy work and they're going to go, wow, that was amazing. I'm not really sure what it was, but I feel really cool. So I'll come back again, right? That's what their experience is going to be until they have a different experience, right? And that's okay. We all start there, okay? So... 
you want to make sure that that spirit experience is freaking awesome. So you want to give them a full package. Don't give them the option to do less because they, they won't, because they won't enjoy, they won't experience it as much. And so they, it won't be as profound and therefore they won't be compelled to come back. Right. Do, do the full package. And this is the other piece that happens in the spiritual community is that we go, Oh, well, somebody might not be able to afford it. Okay. When you do that, you're running a charity, not a business. You have to run a business. You have to make a profit. I was just hoping to get word of mouth on those. Like at this point, just starting up, I would, I would rather take a little bit of hit on the money now for the word of mouth down the line. But I might be losing out on the word of mouth. That It only works if you're doing it for people who could actually afford it. Mm-hmm. Because people hang out with people who have the same amount of money as they do. Okay? So... I don't have a problem with a free sample for somebody who's got the money to pay you. I'll get a referral for a free sample now. Right. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you only, only do that for people who have the ability to refer. Otherwise, you're doing charity work. And it's fine to do charity work, but you can do it for no more than 10% of your business or else you will be out of business. Okay. There's, it's not okay to starve because you've decided that it's your job to take care of everyone on the planet. Okay, they are sovereign humans. They're capable of taking care of themselves. It's not your job. And you are here to to have a business. Be very careful with your freebies. Okay, if I and I have given away a lot of sessions in my time. And I'm not against giving away sessions or doing discounted sessions if you feel called. But if you're finding that your calling is more than 10% of your business, then you're in you're running a charity, right? Okay. So, uh, okay, so we've got 130 bucks. So it's basically $87 an hour. Okay, how much time would it how many sessions do you think you could actually do in a day if you were fully booked? Fully booked in a day? I mean, long term, I could probably do five hours a day, maybe. Okay, so at an hour and a half, that's three sessions, right? Because it's four and a half hours plus time in between, right? So, so that's three sessions, three sessions a day. I'm assuming you don't want to work more than five days a week. Um, I wouldn't mind in the beginning. So let me be clear. You can't work more than five days a week with book sessions because at some point you have to actually run the business. Okay. So you're probably only going to work maybe three to four days a week. And the other days are going to be spent working on the business, doing the advertising and the marketing and the outreach and all of that you know, going to events and doing promotional things and whatever, right? So you're probably only going to get about two and a half days a week of actual work time. So that's $652.50 a week times 4.3 weeks in a month. The maximum you can make doing that is $2,800 a month. Is there like room for growth on this, you think? That's maxed out. Okay. So this is what I'm trying to say is you, this is where people end up poor is because they don't look at the business model and the capacity, right? So now could you hire other people to do sessions for you using the tools that you have? Sure. You could do that. That's a growth model, but you're going to have to pay them. So you're going to make significantly less because you've got to pay them an hourly wage. And you've got to make sure that you're covering all of the details there, right? So you've got to have the space. You've got to have the materials. You've got to have the people. And if they don't show up, you're going to be filling in. 
right? So you just, that's the wonders of being an employer. Yay. So yes, you could, but um, you're going to be limited by the hourly rate, right? Okay. So these are the things that you want to pay attention to. And I've got to say that the wands and stuff, I, I've struggled with this myself. I make transformational jewelry and I do not offer it for sale because the amount of time it takes me to make it is about an hour, hour and 20 minutes. And then I have to put it in a package and I've got to make sure it doesn't break and I've got to ship it and I've got to do all this other stuff. And then, then you know, and, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot different and, than making it just for fun. Exactly. So I have my kit and I make it when I feel like it, <laughs> which works out to be about once a year. So when we move out of country, that kit is likely going to go away. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, because it just doesn't make any sense to keep it with me. Okay, so I would encourage you, rather than offering session work, because this is going to be a disappointing number for you. I saw it on your face, right? Rather than offering session work, I'm going to encourage you to offer a package, a results-based package, okay? And what you can do is you can say, okay, I've got all of this knowledge of metaphysics and uh, alchemy and all this stuff, right? Which you clearly do from what I read on your website. You clearly are knowledgeable. So what outcome could you offer somebody who's in the do me phase? Okay. Now keep in mind, you can't go super esoteric on them because they're in the do me phase, Right? You can't do esoteric conversation until they're up at your level. And when they're at your level, they're not your clients, they're your peers. Okay. So those are conversations that you have with your peers. Your clients are people who are five years behind you in your process. Okay. And so an outcome based concept would be reduce your stress, bring you into alignment with your authentic self. It would be uh, um, activate your higher wisdom, but it has to be something that you can deliver, right? And so what you need to do is you need to go around to the people in your area who can afford what you do and do a survey. So go to the high-end yoga studios and do a survey of the people who are leaving the studio because about 40% of them are spiritually based and they're like all about the spirituality. The other 60% are the do me peeps. Okay. They're the, I'm, I'm going to yoga because I'm stressed out and I need to chill. And this, this counts as both de-stressing and workout. So it's efficient, right? That's their mindset. Okay. So you want the do me peeps. Okay. Because they're the ones who are going to really love the session. Actually, both groups would be fine, but you need to dis- delineate between them because they're going to have different answers, right? Both groups are good. And you may decide that you want to work with the 40% yoga people, right? Because they speak your language more. But, and honestly, you know, they'll, eh, eh, it depends. Depends on your market. So here's the thing. Uh, the, The affluent market, people who are into spirituality will pay very well for your services. Um, and they will really appreciate it and, and they'll be further along. The medium, the middle class and lower lower markets are 
the spirituality stuff that they're doing is all like, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, $200, whatever. And, you know, that's because that's what they can afford. And that's great. But you're going to be at the $3,000, $4,000 a month maxed out if you work in that price range. Something has to be moved around or changed. Right. So, a lot of things do. Yeah. And so my, my strong suggestion, if you want to make a decent living at this, or even a good living at this, or even a wealthy living at this, is that you move up to the uh, more affluent market because they, they have the money, right? And then if you're 10%, you can do sliding scale for other people. You can do, you know, freebies at different events and whatever, right? You, there's nothing that says you can't serve the other markets. It just can't be the primary portion of your business or else you're going to go broke or you're going to be broke. I, I at least have a target uh, target audience now, which is uh, affl- affluent yoga studio um, attendees. People. Yeah, yeah, attendees. Yeah. And and just go and ask questions. You know, and and you want to craft a a series of questions. You want to say, okay, um, what is it that you, why do you go to yoga? What is it that you're hoping to get out of yoga? Okay, that's going to be a really important question because the answers that they give you and and take and record it because you want word for word what they say. You want to use their language in your marketing. Okay. And then you say, okay, um, what else do you do? for your mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, if anything, right? And then you say, um, that's another good question. Uh, if yoga wasn't available, what would you do, right? Because that gives them another perspective on things. And then you say, um, are you buying any products in addition to yoga and stuff like that for your practice. And then you'll hear about the crystals and the tarot cards and the angel cards and, you know, stuff like that from the people who are on a spiritual path. The other people will say, well, I do yoga tea and I do yogi tea and I do aromatherapy and I do, um, you know, uh, I have a lavender eye mask, right? Things like that. Those are very beginner products. Whereas the crystals and the caro cards and the angel cards and stuff are people who are a little further in. Okay. Um, so you'll know whether, which, which group you have based on that. Right. And, and then ask, is yoga a physical practice for you or a spiritual practice for you or both? So that you know, because that'll tell you, they'll tell you. And then you can say, you know, do you, you do you have any idea what Reiki is? Do you have any idea what, uh, you know, the, the, biofeedback, tuning, you know, whatever. Bioacoustic acupuncture. There you go. Um, They're not going to know what that is, but they might know what acupuncture is. They might know what, and and you say, do you know, have you ever seen tuning forks used on someone? Because that's, they're not going to know the name, but they might know that. Um, Many of them will not. I went to a yoga studio and was giving away free energy healing sessions for, you know, Reiki. And nobody knew what Reiki was. Did you convince people who didn't know what it was to do it? Yes, because I did it on the staff first. I did it on the staff while the class was running. I did it on the staff and the staff spoke highly of it. And therefore, the people were willing to try it. There are quite a few around here. I've already got the gears turning here about... I got a lot to clean up first, but <laughs> but you know you get the idea, right? So your your website should have a white background. It should have it should feel light and airy. There should be a lot of white space on the page, not a lot of text. 
It should have short uh, little blurbs that explain to them what's in it for them. It's W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me, okay? Uh, your, your marketing is what's in it for me, for your client, right? They don't care about the underpinnings. They don't care about the background. They don't, nobody cares how much you know until they know they how much you care about that. Right, okay? So that's what you're looking for when you're creating your website, Okay, you're going to want to do little, little like sections. You can find, I'm, are you doing WordPress? Is that what you've got? Uh, no, I'm on Wix. Wix. Okay. Uh, they, they have templates on Wix as well. You could, you, I highly recommend picking a template and finding something that's already holistically based. There are all kinds of templates that are holistically based because then you'll have the right vibe. And then from there, you can figure it out, right? Now, the other problem that you're going to have is the word church. Because for one, hollow fractal is going to be next to impossible to spell. I mean, I run Spirit Sherpa and people ask me all the time, what's a Sherpa? Which I, did, I thought was, I thought people would know, but they, they don't. And so I have to spell Sherpa. Now, if I have to spell Sherpa and Sparta, you're going to have to spell hollow fractal and they're going to get it wrong. Okay. So you may want to rethink the name because it just, because it needs to be easier. And I do need to totally redo the image anyways. So I don't think that will really fit with any other. Yeah. And you know, what you have, you could repurpose for a mystery school, but it, it's not going to work for what you're talking about. Got it. I think I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to have this conversation because there's a, there's a lot here, but it's, it's been able to share it in a very valuable way. So I appreciate that. I apologize for tromping all over your dreams. I'm so glad you did. If you didn't do that, and you, but you felt that way, this would be a waste of my time. So I appreciate you being honest. You were, you were very tactful and uh, it felt brutal, but you, uh, you made it funny at times. So thanks for that. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, if you can restructure in this fashion, so you want to, we didn't talk about the the model completely. So I want to hit the model a little harder for you. The model should be um, a, a session that is two and a half hours and it should be comprehensive. It should include, you know, um, do you have a, I assume you have a physical space to do this. Okay, so you want to create an experience. If you're going to charge premium prices, then and and you need to if you're going to do a session, right? Like this, you, if you're going to charge two and a half hours, you got to charge at least two hundred fifty bucks, more like five hundred dollars for a session, right? Um, and you want to create an entire experience. They walk in, they get welcomed, they feel, you, and, and you give them a heart open smile and welcome that says, Oh my God, I'm so glad to see you. And, you know, please come in here. Let me take your bag and your coat. We'll put them over here in this locked closet. And so they don't have to worry about it. Right. Um, did you turn your phone off? Cause we're not having phones today. Right. This is your time. Nobody else gets to do that. Put your phone on on mute or air, airplane mode, right? And let's stick it in the closet. And then, oh, and here I've I've got some lemon water for you with cucumber or you know whatever. Right? I've got cucumber water with whatever, right? And and a little, a little juicy healthy snack, right? And you know, 
you're going to take some time and lay down on the table and we're just going to, I'm going to give you some quiet music and you're just going to decompress for a minute. I'm going to, you're going to spend 15 minutes just decompressing on the table, being quiet and still and just allowing yourself to land before we do the work so that the work will take its best effect. Then you come in and you do the first part of the session and you give them a 15 minute window to, to integrate. And then you come back and you do the second part of the session and they get, you know, the, and, and then when they're done, you, you give them more of the beautiful water and you give them some instructions for how they can maintain their, their wellness as they move home and, you know, what to do to take care of themselves as they move forward and then when to come back and you schedule the next session immediately before they leave. That way you're not constantly tracking to try and get people in. Right. And then you say, okay, optimal time is for you to come every month you know, or whatever it is. And that's how you keep optimal health is you come once a month or once a week or whatever, whatever your path is for that. So you're talking about recurring services, basically. Like, okay. Yes. So like a, like a, like a, a gym charge, essentially. Like you're, you're stepping onto this train for a while type thing or however long they choose. I mean, they can do a one-off, right? But, but ideally energy. So here's the thing, energy work without inner work will always result in the need for more energy work, right? So they're not doing the inner work yet. They're still in the do me phase. So they're going to need it again, right? So the question is, how soon are they going to be stressed out again? Well, you got to ask some questions about them. Tell me about your, your life. Tell me about your job. How stressed are you on a daily basis? Tell me what's going on in your life. Are you, are you fighting with your husband? Are you, are you kids teenagers? You know, I mean, it's just, you know, tell me what's going on in your life so that I can give you some suggestions. Because remember, do me means also tell me how often to do me. I don't know what I need energetically because I don't know anything about this world. So you need to be strong and you need to be solid and you need to look at me and say, okay, we had this session today. You feel great. Here's what you're going to do to maintain that. You're going to drink a lot of water. You're going to have lemon water every morning for the next week before you eat anything. You're going to, uh, you know, give yourself some quiet time in the morning, 10, 15 minutes just to be alone, no phone, nothing. And then, you know, you're telling them how to create a spiritual practice because they're coming to you as the entry point into creating a spiritual practice. And so they're asking you for that. I really like that idea because I was actually already interested in doing something along those lines anyways, like a coaching type thing. So that would fit that, that would fit that perfectly. Yeah. So you are effectively their personal trainer for spirituality. Right. I'm their right? like jump, jump off point, essentially. Right. Exactly. And so you, you say, okay, here's your practice that I want you to do to maintain your levels. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to call you in a couple of weeks and see how you're doing. We're going to set an appointment right now for a month from now, but I'm going to call you in a couple of weeks and see how you're doing. And if you're stressed out again, then we're going to have you come back in because it takes a little time for you to reset your, your neurology. And so it's going to take some time for the, the relaxation to kick in and settle into your body. And so we may have to do every week or ever or every other week for that to happen um, for a little while. Right. And that's how you do this, because that's probably true. Right. It takes a while for the neurology to, to, to you know, for the 
the nervous system to relax. I can always tell when the stomach starts gargling, like uh, digesting, you can hear it. So that's when I know that their nervous system is kind of toned it down a little bit. Right. And so you can give them that indicator too. And you can say, you know, if you're, if your stomach's not gurgling, you probably need to come back, right? Or something like that, right? These are the types of things that you've got to educate them about the process and what they can expect. And you've got to educate them on how to help themselves because they're, they're brand new. They, they're, they're babes in the process. They don't, they don't know, right? And they, they're desperate to know, right? I, I really like that idea. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was just getting started in the energy healing world, I was just like, I have no idea what's going on, but I love it. And I just need to figure out what it is. And I don't understand what my job is here. So I got to figure it out. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. But yes, it does. Yes. I, I really appreciate all of the detail. You've gone over essentially every single aspect of my my business and things that I haven't even thought of. So I, I really appreciate that. You're able to give me some very valuable information here. And I think it's going to, I'm really hoping it's going to change my life. But if I have a shot at this, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, good about it right now. So thank you, Kelly. Please join us next time when I add another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye, guys. Thanks, Kelly. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.